This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 294 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Wellington, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Without any producer, we're all on our own. I know. Brace yourselves, everyone. <laughs> Brace yourselves. We're on our own. <laughs> Hi, Philip. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thawing out a little bit here inside. and uh, Excellent. You know, feeling pretty good. Had, a, had an okay day. Some riding, some teaching, <laughs> and, and good stuff. So, uh, not bad. Not bad. Fantastic. I and, love it. And you? Oh, well, it, it was another day in paradise. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so today was uh, quiet, but I had my first lessons with Michael Klemka this week, um, and which were really, really fun. And I will just tell you that I have to work harder on my basics. I mean, that was pretty much the uh, the yeah. summary of, um, of, of the what was going on. Of the lessons was basics, basics. Um, we worked a little bit on my seat and I needed to sit back a little bit. And I mean, it was just really wonderful to have lessons. You know, you and I work really hard on, on, on giving everybody all the information and, and yeah. coaches. Yeah. So it, it's focus on yourself a little bit, right? Yeah, Take a little, yeah. And I wrote a little me time. <laughs> little me time. I know that's that's Wellington for me. Is little me time this year. Yeah. Um, just kind of getting back in the swing of things. And I rode a new Grand Prix horse to our uh, to our family. He just joined us last week. So a uh, very new horse to me. Um, to and to Michael. It, it was, so I worked him, and then um, I rode my young horse. Uh, who's phenomenal, and, and that was really fun, um, you know, to work with Michael and what he, he thinks I should see. You know, well, hello is now six, six, so what he should be doing and um, overall good stuff. So uh, it was a really interesting lesson, especially with the Grand Prix horse, uh, on things that we, we both felt like need to be worked on and, and things that we need to gel with. So yeah. lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, goodness, what's going on? I have more lessons this weekend um, and, and have some clients coming into town. And uh, so it's going to well, be really busy. Busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow time. is apparently every Friday night here. And if anybody comes to Wellington, you should know this, that every Friday night at Global, they do the Grand Prix Freestyle. So it's really, really fun to go and you can take a picnic and so Maybe there's a show so. on this weekend, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the largest, CDI, I think, Grand Prix. CDIW. Yeah, CDIW, I think oh, 40 people. are in the Grand Prix. So it's going to be a really fun night. And um, last week, um, I will tell you, if you come, bring a jacket. Because it got very chilly last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, when the sun goes not, down, right? Yeah, not like, obviously, Canada chilly. But, you, <laughs> you know, it's 80 degrees during the day and you forget that it's going to be cold and windy. Uh, I was in that group. Um, and uh, so um, I watched... Lars Peterson and Mariette have a wonderful freestyle. They won the freestyle last week. And Michaela Gunderson on My Lady was second. Also a, a lovely freestyle. And, and both those combinations have been doing really well over the summer. And, and it was really fun to see them uh, together in person. And I've seen each of those combinations, but it's been about a year. And so it was fun to see how they've developed. And My Lady is so strong. And, and you know, they have a definite partnership. So... That was sort of my That's report fun. from yeah, yeah report from last, from last week. week's show. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait will. till next week to hear 
make some notes. <laughs> I know another. I will notes. make notes. I'll make. I'll. I'll, I'll be <laughs> because better. that's a lot of competitors. If you're talking about yes, 40 I know. Yeah, I don't know if I can stay through all forty. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but no, I know. I'm just kidding. So it was good. So really, really fun and, and something fun to do if you have a. Uh, it's a wonderful evening activity and, and and something everybody should do if you get down here. So yeah. Well, another thing that's coming up real quick is the uh, FEI. Uh, trainers conference put on by the USDF. We've talked about it before, but uh, Judge Stephen Clark will be presenting for the for the trainers, and I think he'll be teaching a, a clinic style of lessons and stuff. And that's uh, January nineteenth and twentieth. So that's coming up. Is that going to be next week too? Yeah, it's Monday, Tuesday here, oh, um, nice. and I know they take walk-ins. Yep, they take walk-ins uh, if you wanted to go for a day or for both days. Um, and there more there's more information on the USDF website if you need some more information about that and then another little piece of news that we want to talk about this week that we saw was uh stefan peters uh, wrote his first grand prix on on the mayor rosamunda who had previously competed in the small tour and scored almost 80 percent one percent lower than legless he who he also showed on so that's really exciting for for america to have another 80 percent or close to horse uh you know possibly for the team that's that's awesome yeah very exciting <laughs> so uh, i look forward in the in, in rosamunda if you've seen anything on her online she's a lovely mare so yeah. looking forward to seeing stefan uh and rosamunda i think they're the word on the street is they're coming down here so uh we'll, right. we'll see so i will definitely make notes on that one <laughs> so, <laughs> okay we'll, we'll, sure. we'll be waiting to hear all about it yeah so we have a great show tonight. We've got some very fun people on. Um, Beth Baumert is going to come and talk about, uh, she's, she's just written a wonderful new book, and it's called When Two Spines Align, Dressage Dynamics. Uh, and it's a really, really neat book, and I think it would be great for anyone down here or anybody in the cold winter to have some things to work on. It's, it's very, the pictures are lovely, and it's very clearly defined on how things go. So yeah, she's going to come on. Some good, some good exercises on there. Exactly. Yeah, so I think um, she's going to come on and talk to her about her book. And then we have Chase Hickok. She's coming on to give us our trainer tip of the week. Um, and uh, she's going to talk a little bit about showing. She's been very competitive in the U25 division. Yeah, I think um, she won last weekend. Huh? Yeah, she did. She won, she won last weekend with really nice. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So we look forward to a great show. And uh, right after this commercial break, we will come back with Beth Baumert uh, talking about her book that she has just written. This week's EasySignsOnline.com Spotlight product is their New England-style farm signs, their most popular line of signs. New England-style farm signs are very durable and designed for long-term outdoor use with no maintenance required, no wood to rot, and no paint to peel. They will outlast the old-style painted wood signs by many, many years. They are available in many sizes, shapes, and styles, which makes them the perfect sign for any farm or business. Go online today and go through the EasySignsOnline.com easy step-by-step ordering process to see all the prices and options available. They also offer free, no-obligation sign proofs on all New England-style signs. And you get free shipping as well on all New England-style signs. So replace your old worn-out sign and make a great first impression with a new farm sign from EasySignsOnline.com. And the holidays are right around the corner, so it's a terrific gift idea. I can't think of a better one. Visit EasySignsOnline.com. 
Well, this evening, it is truly my pleasure to have Beth Baumert on the line. She is a longtime uh, coach and friend of my family, and she's also the author of When Two Spines Align, Dressage Dynamics. Beth, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. So Beth, tell us, uh, you know, you've been in this business for many years. How did you start and decide to write a book? Well, there is a little story behind it. Um, it's Essentially, I'm a little bit neurotic about chronicling things. It's so fascinating, and we all try so hard to be better and better at this sport. So um, I just I need to write things down by nature. But interestingly enough, the person who got me most interested in this and most fascinated in sort of the science of equitation is George Morris. And I wrote with him when I wrote Hunters and Jumpers many years ago, decades ago. And it was his real neurotic attention to detail and his passion for perfection that really fascinated me because I could see how one little thing, if one little thing wasn't right, it seems unfair, but the whole thing doesn't work. And so I remember going to a teacher's clinic that he gave in New Jersey many years ago, and it became so clear to me that technique comes before art, that the science, he called it, they say he's the founder of hunt seat equitation, and I would say that sure is accurate because he's made uh, science out of equitation. And uh, also Sally Swift came along maybe 10 years later, and she had a fascination with how things work. How do, how do riders work and how do horses work and how does it all work together? So that sort of put me on this path. And when the job op- uh, began open at Dressage Today, uh, Dressage Today was didn't exist until September of 1994. And so I was their first editor. And this was amazingly wonderful for me because it means now I can legitimately call anybody in the whole wide world and say, you know, I've noticed that you're really great at this, whatever. How do you do that? With Huberta Schmidt, for example, I remember saying, boy, I watched you at Aachen, and you more than anyone could develop power in horses without losing the relaxation, you know? And how do you do that? And he'd tell me. And that became a really great article in Dressage Today. And I think all the people in this sport, it's amazing to me how the Europeans were, have been so generous. There are no national boundaries when it comes to all of us sharing how we can be better and better at this. Yeah, I think it's a good point that, that, you know, when somebody discovers a secret or or a little trick or something that works or something that works for them that they're happy about and they're excited about and they're excited to share it. I think Christoph Hess is really a good example of 
you know, really just being exuberant and excited about dressage and, and, you know, yeah. and how you can help the horses and how to develop horses. I think that's really, um, a gift that a lot of, a lot, because we work so hard at it. And when we finally find something that clicks, mm-hmm. we want everybody to know and we shout it from the rooftops. And I think that's, that's yeah, really exactly. an awesome aspect. Of it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So Beth, maybe you can just um, help us and uh, describe the book because I haven't I haven't seen um, your new book yet. So let our listeners know what what it's all about and 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 how that came together. Well, the theme of the whole book is the inherent sort of conflict of interest between horses and riders. The one thing that makes horses really happy is the feeling of freedom. They love to feel free, and you can see it in some of the photographs in the book. It's it's that fiery, in a, in a sort of relaxed way that horses really express themselves to the maximum. Horses love to feel free, and riders guess what? We just need to have control. So that's an inherent conflict of interest. And so the book attempts to show how our horses can feel free and express themselves to the maximum without us, the the riders, losing control. So part one of the book is how riders work. And there is also a DVD that explains how riders work. And part two, and by how riders work, I mean sort of physics. Um, although it's hopefully not boring like physics. <laughs> it's not. It's not boring like physics. I can well, just. Well, I think like physicists find physics interesting, <laughs> yeah. right? So riders find riding physics exciting, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. 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 Yes, so I would do. Incredibly mm-hmm. interesting to me how riders work, and then part two is how horses work. We don't have a DVD of that, but um, we're actually producing one this winter. And um, so, how riders work involves their inherent balance issues and weight distribution, how to develop collection, transitions, half halts, all that. Um, then part three of the book is how two spines meet in balance. So you, you the rider, can control aspects of your ride. You're not um, squelching your horse's enthusiasm and kind of controlling him, but you're controlling aspects of your ride. You're controlling the rhythm, um, the degree of energy, the flexion of the pole, the spinal alignment, um, the height of the neck, uh, the bend, the length of the stride, the line of travel, that's a big one, and um, how to do figures and movements that also help give you, the rider, control without um, without your horse losing his enthusiasm. And um, he should feel happy in the work and, and enthusiastic. You know how, Reese, you know that very, very well. How When you're riding a horse that can ex- express himself to the maximum, well, that's uniquely satisfying. That's <laughs> It is. That's true. Very, so. 
one of the things that I've noticed in the exercises, you go through, you discuss what you're talking about. For example, you have an exercise and you use that exercise and very clearly define those. They're great pictures and there's great, I'm just looking at a page right now where you outline every exercise in an arena. Um, So it's very easy to follow. Um, How did you come up with that whole system? Because if you read the book, you you could in theory take this ringside and look at a chapter and then work on an exercise. You could take what? You could take the book ringside if you really said, you know, I want to practice this exercise. Is that something that – I mean, I just think that that's great because you come up with very clear exercises for what you're working on. Essentially because I'm so selfish, I really need to figure this out. (laughs) I need to to figure it out for myself. And um, as you know, because we spent some time uh, at our farm and her sister did and even mm-hmm. more time at our farm. Mm-hmm. And we just all work so hard at this, as you said, um, that it's it's sort of a passion that we need to figure it out. And it's sort of a one-step-at-a-time sort of thing. But it's, you know, it's like a big puzzle, isn't it? We figure out one piece at a time. Beth, maybe you can give us an example from the book of, of one of these exercises. You know, I, I didn't realize that the exercises would be so interesting, but um, there's a chronicle blog going on now that's really, I'm so excited that people are, are finding this helpful. It, Obviously, was my greatest hope. I haven't forgotten your question. I'm just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but on, in the blog, lots of people talked about. Here's one of my favorites. It's called triangles for throughness. And here's some an idea that I got. All these ideas come from someone. And, oh dear, I can't think of his name right now, but I will. Um, a wonderful old German trainer. You know, the aids on the inside are for suppling and putting the horse in front of the leg, and the horse, the aids on the outside are for developing throughness and connection and collection and also for turning. And many riders find it difficult to coordinate the inside aids and the outside aids, and of course there's a diagonal aids inside to outside, and it's complicated. But if you think of the inner aids as a triangle and the outer aids as a triangle, it helps coordinate it. So if you think of the inner triangle as from your elbow to the bit to your foot, it's almost like an invisible drawing, up to your elbow, so that makes a triangle, and the energy goes through that. And if you think of it as a triangle, it helps to shape the horse. And the outside triangle, of course, also goes from the elbow, the outside elbow, to the outside bit, to the outside foot, and back up to the outside elbow. And that is, there's like a, um, there's more, more, um, surf 
surface there, right? Than just these lines that are the rains. And so if you think of that triangle and you keep the integrity of that as a triangle, your horse becomes more through. And if you think of, for example, one exercise is, okay, I'm on a 20-meter circle and I'm thinking of the inner triangle for for a quarter of a circle, and then I'm just thinking of the outer triangle for a quarter of the circle. I'm not really doing anything, but I'm thinking about the inner triangle, and when I do, my wrist gets maybe a little more supple and in front of the leg, and then, say, the next quarter of the triangle, I think of the, um, the sorry, quarter of a circle, you think of the outside triangle, and then that, then your horse gets a little more through and a little more round maybe and maybe also in front of the outside leg. So, yeah, I, I guess that's maybe one of my favorite. Well, Beth, I, that is an excellent exercise, and I think we can all visualize that and see how that's going to work for our own horses. That's fantastic. And there's many, many more in the book. Um, and, and it's really, it's a beautiful book. I've, I'm leafing through it as we're talking, and it's a gorgeous book, and it's very clear and very organized. So we're looking forward, Beth, to, that you said there's also a DVD, and there's another DVD coming out this fall? It will come out at some point. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, Soon. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> it takes a, a while to put that together, but the, the, the DVD on how writers work is available. And how do, how do people find the book and the DVD? Um, well, there's a number of ways. Trafalgar Square, the publishers, um, offer the book, of course, and um, the book is on Amazon. It's about $26 on Amazon, plus the shipping, unless, of course, you're a Prime member. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Coach Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or you can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride. Well, that was a wonderful review from Beth. And again, you can find the book on Amazon or on her website. Uh, and after uh, this commercial break, we're going to come back with Chase Hickok. And she is our total saddle fit tip of the week. And she's going to talk about um, competing and some uh, tips for that. One of the most common and dangerous saddle fit concerns is the restriction of the shoulder's freedom to move. 
Some saddles slide over the shoulder blade while riding, some permanently rest on the top of the shoulders, and some pinch behind the shoulders, which inhibits full movement and leads to soreness and poor conformation. Short of buying an entirely new saddle, what can you do to give your horse the comfort to freely move his shoulders and perform at his highest potential? The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the Shoulder Relief Girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. An added bonus to the shoulder relief girth's unique design is the elbow comfort feature. The recessed ends designed for saddle fit now relieve pressure for elbow comfort as well. Similar girths can be purchased for over $275. But thanks to the enormous popularity of the shoulder relief girth, we are able to offer them for only $124.95. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. And well, it is our pleasure this evening to have Chase Hickok, an FEI silver and gold medalist and uh, FEI competitor here in Florida on the show. Welcome, Chase. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm so well. I'm so excited to be here with you guys tonight. You've had a wonderful season and even last year with Sagacious in the U25 division. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Sagacious? Sure. Well, um, Sagacious and I have been together since April of last year. Um, And as you said, we had a great start to the season, um, taking two blue ribbons home from the first CDI here at Global in Wellington. Um, And Sagacious is a just came 16-year-old. Um, Dutch Warmblood, owned by Al Gooden, um, who is a wonderful, wonderful supporter of Sagacious and the sport, and we just feel super fortunate to to be a part of his team. Awesome. Uh, Chase, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Where do you come from? Who are you training with when you're down there in Wellington? So I am 24. Um, grew up in North Carolina and then did a stint out in California, um, where I went to school at Stanford University. And then came back to, to Florida as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> and I train actually with my fiance, Kevin Coleman, who is a, a German rider. Um, he's been here in the country for about seven years. Um, he's worked for a slew of people, but most recently Oded Shimoni, um, here in Wellington. And now he is running his own business and we're based out of, um, Diamante Farms so with Devin Kane. So I've got to ask real quick, because, you know, I adore my husband, but mm, I don't know if I could have a lesson <laughs> from him. How does that work? I mean, I'm, I'm dying to know. I actually have to say, you know, pat ourselves on the back a little bit, that it works quite well. Um, you know, I can think of, we've been working together for about, this will be our seventh season. Um, and, you know, I can count on one hand the number of days that we've had 
issues. <laughs> um, you know, and I will take responsibility for most of those, unfortunately. But um, it's really nice to work with somebody who knows you so well personally, um, you know, who can kind of, I feel like he can push me more than a lot of other trainers could because he knows me well and can kind of anticipate um, if I'm going to be nervous before a show or if I'm just having an off day. Um, but he's certainly not afraid to kind of push my buttons and, you know, really encourage me to go for it. So it's a nice, it's a nice relationship and it's nice that we share, you know, such a passion at home and, and at the barn. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the build up to this most recent show and, and how you found yourself to be so successful. So this is sort of a long time coming. Um, so, you know, I got to Gacious at the end of last season. So we really kind of had the whole summer to take it slow and easy and really get to know each other. Um, we brought him out in July and also in October for some local, you know, smaller shows just to get some experience under our belts. And we did show him last season a little bit um, in April and the end of March. But, you know, really, as you all know, it's hard to, to build a relationship with a horse quickly. So, you know, we felt very prepared and very relaxed coming into the show last weekend. And I think it really showed in, in our results. And it was a very different story than you know, our previous outings, just having that time to get to know one another, one another and, um, you know, really put our best foot forward going into this season. So Chase, what's your plan for the season? What's your sort of overall goal? So we will be making lots of appearances in the U25 tour in the CDI. Um, we have a busy, busy schedule planned, but, you know, feel really optimistic about it. and want to get as much experience in the ring as we can. You know, we're so fortunate to have Global right here in our backyards and the seven CDIs that they're putting on sphere is just amazing. Um, and then beyond that, the, the larger plan is to compete um, in August. They moved what used to be Gladstone to Lamplight this year. So we'll be going for the Brintina Cup division there. Um, and then also before that, we're hoping to be chosen to go over to Europe and compete in some of the U25 CDIs over there. Um, as a representative of the U.S. So that's sort of the, the ultimate goal. But in the meantime, just to continue developing and improving um, and really, you know, do our best this season to put in some good tests. And, um, yeah, we're very excited. You know, I think it was a good start and onwards and upwards from here. I love it. That sounds so exciting for you. Um, and we will, of course, be rooting you on. And I am so lucky that I get to see you down here and reach your foot on from the <laughs> stands. So, Chase, we asked you today to um, help us with our total saddle fit tip of the week uh, and give us a competition tip. So let's move right into our tip. All right. Well, so I kind of have two, but they go together. Um, the biggest thing for me, you know, I did a lot of showing as a young rider and sort of feel like I've matured, hopefully a little bit since then. Um, and what I have found to be the most helpful for me is to be very systematic in everything, um, whether it's my day-to-day -day training or, you know, what I do at the shows every morning before I compete or Sugacious' daily routine at home. You know, he goes on the treadmill and he gets hand-walked and he gets ridden, and, you know, but every day it's as much as possible the same. Um, and that for me is just really, it gives me a lot of confidence, makes me feel very comfortable. Um, especially when we go to the shows and, you know, we warm up the same way we do at home and he follows his same routine as much as possible. And I think that just works to really keep everybody calm and relaxed. Um, but part of that system is a lot of visualization. Um, you know, I've, 
Um, I worked with a lot of sports psychologists over the years, and that was one of the big things that kind of resonated with me. Um, not only in preparation for competition, when, you know, the days leading up, I like to sit down and really go over my test, and not just the movements, but really every ride of the test and try and put myself, you know, visualize myself being in the arena, um, taking into consideration, you know, all the different elements that I'll have to deal with. Um, but I also use visualization a lot in my day-to-day riding. You know, we only get 30 or 40 minutes in the saddle on a particular horse a day. Um, so I try to take advantage of the other, you know, 23 hours. And if there's a certain movement I'm having trouble with or something that went really well one day, trying to recreate it in my mind and, you know, use use as much of the time to my advantage so we can progress as much in the, the half an hour we spend on the horse. So those would be my two you know, nuggets of wisdom, if I can call them that. <laughs> yeah, I think those are great. I mean, I think, I mean, like you said, every day you want to use some sort of visualization or um, some positive feedback. You know, myself, when I'm riding, I always uh, am inspired to think of a horse, you know, if it's a particular movement I'm, I'm working on, think of a horse, an international horse that I've seen, you know, or just just a really good horse that's good at that movement. And then I, and I really go for it and try and make the horse that I'm riding more more like that in in the ways that I'm really thinking if if I'm thinking that the horse needs more volume or or you know more energy or something like that I, I try and think of, of of a horse that I've seen and I try and recreate that on the horse that I'm on what about you Reese are you using this positive positive visualization on your horses yeah, I think it's great. I think I also, you know, had some opportunities to work with a sports psychologist and that was a really big thing. Um, and I think it's great. And I use it now all the time. Or I even train my students. Like, let's say they're having a training opportunity uh, in a certain movement. And, you know, I have them visualize riding that movement well. And that really also helps a lot. So they really think, oh, okay, you know, oh, I really can do this. And, um, and I loved, Chase, how you talked about you only have so much time in the saddle. And if you use a vis- visualization, it gives you so many more repetitions. So I use it a lot. And I also loved your tip about systematic training in general. And I think we always strive for that at My Barn is that every day we try to do the same thing, the same routine, uh, so that the horses find comfort in that as well. So I loved both of those tips, and I try to also work on those every day. Absolutely. Well, it's a work in progress, but we're, <laughs> we're getting there, certainly. Absolutely. Well, Chase, we wish you all the best luck this year. And uh, tell, us, tell our listeners how they can find you online if they have any questions. Absolutely. Well, probably easiest is, you know, Facebook, um, Chase Hickok. I'm easy to find. There's not many Chases out there. Um, and certainly, you know, anyone who wants to contact me via email is chase.hickok at gmail.com. So I look forward to any and all questions or concerns or thoughts and look forward to meeting you all hopefully in Wellington. Well, as always, we love emails and Facebook shout outs. We've got a couple good ones going on. Philip, there's one about uh, um, working out and tips on, on Rider that. Rider fitness, we'll, yeah. Rider fitness. So we will work on uh, that. I will tell you, I'm working really hard down here. Went to the gym this morning. Yeah, I hate the gym. <laughs> but I went. Um, so we will we'll definitely get on that for one of our upcoming shows because I know everyone's on their New Year's resolution to get fit. So yep. we will work on that for sure. Perfect. And um, I will, again, I will report from Wellington next week, so I will take good notes from the horse show this weekend. And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. 
follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we'll talk to you next week.